The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. Welcome to Voices of Unity. I'm your host, Rev. Jackie Fernandez, and we are recording from the Tower at the Sacred Grounds of Unity Village. Voices of Unity is a show that includes people from Unity, of course, but also from New Thought and what I call Unity-adjacent folks because we want a variety of voices at the table. So I've been selecting topics. This is my second month now. And then bringing different voices to the table within a topic. And this month is a month of healing. And this is episode two with Reverend Myra McFadden, and we will be talking about um, healing in terms of being present. And so last week we had Reverend Ann Tabor, and we put a myrtle on it. Next week will be Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., and uh, we will wrap up the month with uh, Reverend Masando Hiroka from Mile High CSL in Denver, Colorado. So welcome back, Reverend Myra. Oh, thank you so much. What a joy it is to be here. It's so good to have you back. You know, we had a blast. You were here in July yes. for episode two of A Matter of Words. And now you're here for episode two of A Month of Healing. And so, um, of course, we always have to give a shout out to your community, Unity of Kansas City North. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. You know, I know a number of our congregants have been really listening yeah. and paying attention. They found out a little more about me than, than I think I have elaborated on in the past, which so far is so good. Nothing Nothing bad happened from that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can we can be daring on this show, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's Absolutely. you know, why not? Why not? Why not take a deeper dive than than maybe you have space for on a Sunday? Exactly. Sunday morning. Exactly. And so Myra, you shared with us last month, and I of course am inviting you back to share again. You're on your own healing journey with an experience of colon cancer. So give us an update. You were just getting ready to start round two, I think, of chemo. Oh, wow. I'm not, it's hard to remember back, but you've had a couple of twists and turns. I have since then. I Tomorrow, actually, I'm going to do my fourth chemo treatment. Uh, I had chemo three, and I had some problems because my white blood cells dropped so low that I, I couldn't um, have my treatment, and consequently, I was basically quarantined mm. for about a week. So that was a strange experience for someone that's such an extrovert. I know. And so what do you mean <laughs> by quarantined? Well, this is what my oncologist said. She told me that I had to stay away from, from groups and children. Um, I had to stay away from um, kissing anybody, hugging anybody, no hugging. And, you know, that's almost like a cardinal sin in unity. So it was like no Sunday. I said, you know, um, the faith that I am in, um, hugging is almost a sacred ritual. Yeah. And she just looked at me and she said, no hugging. She meant it. I felt I felt like I was informed. So I just passed on that Sunday. I thought, why torture myself, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So right now, though, I'm getting ready. Um, I was able to have a consequent treatment. I did pretty well with that. But tomorrow I start again, and I'm actually looking forward to it. 
And that's because the healing process is starting to get ingrained into not only my body, but into my mind. And even though at times in my body it's more intense, in another way, on a spiritual level, it's also more powerful. So isn't that living grace to have that experience coexist at the same time? Yes. I'm going to pause for a second. My microphone is not on. Have you? Are you getting a level for me? There. No, are you getting a It's um, because it's not plugged in over here. It's plugged into this. Okay. All right. So we can just edit that out. Okay. Good. So, um, so let's say more about the hugging as a part of the religion, right? I mean, as a as a practice, as a spiritual practice, you know, and yeah. and having that like no seriously though. No hugging. Yeah. Well, so far I can go back because now she's mm-hmm. she's uh, my oncologist has done some um, other kinds of alternative treatments, iron pills, shots, all that oh. kind of stuff to boost my white blood cells. However, I do have to be a little bit cautious. You know, I can't be around sick people and sure. children are loaded with germs. And sure. even though mm-hmm. I make I make a proclamation that I don't believe in germs. I also don't want to be silly right. and invite my you know, body to have to fight something that it doesn't need to fight. Right. And so I know, I mean, we've talked, and I know that uh, one thing that you've said is uh, no three days in a row are the same, you know. Not ever. Every day really is different. And maybe even the day starts out one way and closes out another. And so just this idea of being present, uh, you are like... You are living it like it is at the forefront. It's not it can't be like a a little side spiritual practice where like, oh, today I'll focus on being present. Like you are being called to the the mat on this all the time. All the time. Is it exhausting? Just that piece of it alone? Like forget everything else, but even that piece. Do you know, it's really interesting you would say that Um, it's not exhausting. It is liberating. Wow. Yeah, it is actually liberating. I, um, I'm, I'm doing a spiritual practice called the presence process, which I've done two other times, the last time being when I was in ministerial school uh-huh. in 2008. So it's been a while. But one of the things about the presence process by, by Michael Brown is that uh, there's a breathing exercise I practice in the morning and in the evening. And with my physical healing, what I'm discovering is that I go to bed and I wake up invariably between 2, 3, and 4 in the morning. And I'm wide awake. So, And I wake up thinking about breathing. And, and part of the practice is to say, I am here in this. It's not exactly right. I can't think of it in this moment with a mic in front of me. But it's something like that. It's something like that. And I wake up with that that I am here now in this, and I just breathe with that. And so with that being a constant practice every day, it's a different kind of a meditation. Mm-hmm. But what happens is it, it supplements the practice I've already had about being present. So waking up, no, no day being the same. Um, today I think I was up at 4 o'clock. And then I, I, you know, I, I do my breathing and practice, and I, I'm outdoors, and I do all sorts of things. And I wake up, and I say, I wonder what's going on today. And I really um, invite it, whatever that healing is. That's a great question to wake up with. I wonder what's going on today. Exactly. You know, that's inviting that curiosity, and that creates an openness, right? So it does. So you create that space. 
to be in this now. Well, right? here in this now is what I yes. heard you say. And another part of healing is to release judgment. So when mm. I say, I wonder what will be here today, I wonder what will be here now, that part of the joy of being present in healing is that there isn't a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, I spoke this past Sunday and and I was all fired up and only to discover that I that I transferred names during my Bible story. So, you know, I thought, oh, my goodness. And I heard from a couple congregants that said, I think she got those names mixed up in that sentence. Ah, and I didn't hear that. Right. And there was another time I said something and the drummer was I was sitting down and the drummer started to play with this beat. Boom, 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 boom. And and I know it was the beginning of more of a spiritual song. But I thought it sounded like Benny and the Jets. So so I turned around and I said to my my angel who assists me on Sunday and the people behind me, I think he's playing. I said, I think he's playing Jenny and the Bats. We all just laughed. And then later I said, I mean, Benny and the Jets. (laughs) And, you know, to be able to laugh Mm -hmm. and to not have that self-criticism. Oh, I did it wrong. Or or even the fear of I wonder what's wrong with me. Yeah. Look what's happening and 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 cast judgment on that. Um it is almost a miracle yeah. to feel free in my spirit and to not have those things. People say that I'm lighter. My daughter calls mm. me Buddha bot, uh, which means Buddha robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buddha bot. And and also, I mean, you still have this element of the energizer bunny, you know, yeah. where you just keep going. And it's, you know, so to hear you say that that's liberating is, I think, really powerful. I think um, when we find those kinds of frustrations, I mean, which like what you're describing can happen to anyone at any time. I mean, I'll speak for myself. Like, Go ahead you know, and speak for like, yourself. You know, like I can get my words mixed up, you know, here yeah. and there, especially when, you know, when you do a lot of public speaking, mm-hmm. sometimes it just, you know, it, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if you remember the the first burning bowl service and I, I said Bur- of course burning souls and you know and of course uh, Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice now Reverend I think we we're both students at the time but she said it's not that kind of church you know <laughs> I mean so it was great little you know to bring that humor forward and yes. not not turn to that embarrassment or shame yeah um, and to be in that space where we can you know be light-hearted about it and be <sighs> present with it that you know I'm I'm here in the moment and yeah I, sp- I spoke the wrong word but I'm still here in the, in the next moment. I can correct that or, you know, have a laugh about it and exactly. be, you know, find um, that, that fluidity of life. There's such a, a deep healing about that. You know, we are raised from the time we are young to really judge ourselves and critique mm-hmm. ourselves. We're told that we need to be perfect, whatever mm-hmm. that means, right. without error. And, um, and we can be so hard on our humanity. So to be able to laugh and even find delight Mm -hmm. in the midst of our imperfect perfections Mm -hmm. is absolutely liberating. I mean, it's it's just, um, I, I can't really say, I know that a lot of people say they get to a place when they've had um, profound healing or profound experiences that are transformational. They always say, oh, I'm so grateful for that. I don't, know that I'm going to say, I'm so thrilled I've got cancer, but I don't know that I won't. And Mm -hmm. that is a huge change for me. Mm -hmm. I am really grateful for the things that it has brought me. I'm really grateful to be released from some of the intensity 
that I didn't know owned me before mm. and ran me. You know, I was always micromanaging everything and always, and I loved the energy and the passion of it. Mm-hmm. But right now, first of all, I don't have the energy for mm-hmm. it, but right now I am enjoying the freedom of being peaceful. And that is a healing because I think somewhere deep inside when I was a little kid, I think that I got the message. My mother was always taught me to be productive, Ah, you know, be a helper, be productive. Yes. And to be less productive in the outer world and to be maybe less helpful just because of energy constraints and so on and so forth. I find that there is a healing happening because my self-worth has not diminished. Mm -hmm. And yet, had I continued on without illness, if I were doing less, I think I would have questioned my worth. I think I would have questioned, you're not doing quite as much. You're not helping as much. You're not as available. Mm -hmm. You could be doing more. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very different. Yeah, it is. I think... Yeah, we often find ourselves in that self-judgment of, you know, seeing it as a failure. If I'm not able to show up in the way that is the best, you know, always (laughs) the best, you know, by some standard of performance of Mm -hmm. doing, um, then then I must be failing. Yeah, or questioning ourselves. Yeah, and and there's something wrong with me or I'm not good enough. And then it can go like it's like this rabbit hole. And then now I'm not worthy and I shouldn't, you know, and then Mm -hmm. I shouldn't exist at all. I mean, like like, we can really take it there. And and people do. People do. And people, you know, even just get frustrated or angry in the moment if we, you know, aren't able to engage life in the way, you know, I recently had a knee injury mm. and that, you know, was a temporary change in my world. And, yes. and there are still some, it's not, I'm not in full, like I'm not cured. We talked about the last week, <laughs> curing versus healing. You know, yes. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm still dealing with it mm-hmm. and um, it's it, not as badly, but at first, you know, being someone so active and just having to like first I couldn't get up, you yes. know, and then to be on crutches for weeks and, oh you know, all of that. And and just like working with that frustration of what I want life to look like and what I want my own ease um, to be yes. and, and pain, you know, chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things feed into um, our mindset and I think tease at whether we are able to be present, like like you're talking about. And, but when yeah. we can get away from that and just be present in the moment here now, then that liberation comes that you're talking about. I think what you're saying is, is really important. There's, there's this idea sometimes that we have as human beings of we compare mm-hmm. who we were with who we are now. Yeah. So if there is a health predicament, if there is you know a circumstance, who we were and who we weren't. And, and very few people say this to me. But once in a while, somebody will say to me, I bet you can't wait till this is over Mm. and you're back to who you were. And I have to say, I'm sure my face looks very funny, Mm -hmm. like I'm cross-eyed and I start drooling because I have no idea what they're talking about. It's not my point of reference. I'm not looking at who I was, Mm -hmm. wishing I could be that in the future. I'm also not looking at where I am wanting to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So... 
it, 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 it makes my head spin when people say that to me. And at the same time, I understand that that's a very human response from the mind sure. that judges and always wants to be comfortable and always wants to be peaceful yeah. and always wants to have things their way. Mm-hmm. And it's not – it's so funny to me, but it's authentically – not what I think and not what I feel. And so when people say, oh, I'm sure you can't wait for this to be over, I'm thinking, don't be so sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm not really feeling that way. Yeah. Or if they say, oh, I, I just can't wait till, you know, like six months from when you're all done and you're, you're going to be fine and you're going to be great. And, I, and, and you're going to be back to who you are. Mm-hmm. And what I always say when I hear that is, I already am who I am. Yeah. That's who I am. I'm who I yeah. am right now. Yeah. And not in a correcting way, mm-hmm. but if you're telling me that's what I think, I want to say it's not what I think. Mm-hmm. It's not what I believe. I am um, really okay with being where I am, and I think that that's a healing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, there's healing that comes on all these different levels. We can't go through something physical and not mm-hmm. be touched emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, as well as, of course, physically. Mm-hmm. All those levels, uh, all those experiences come up. Yeah. And they rise up for a new definition or a new understanding or a new experience. You are no longer the person you were 15 minutes ago, 15 days ago. Right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're paying attention to it or not. Right. And so, right. yeah. But, and then when we're in a situation where we notice a drastic change and like, you know, yeah. it's called to our attention, then that's when judgment evokes or, you know, resistance exactly. and all of those things come into play. But but when we're not paying attention on a regular basis, we are constantly changing and we're never who we were. Right. But right. we but we say that, but do we really know right. that we never we aren't who we were? Yeah. Or is that a comfortable new thought concept? And it's like, uh-huh, I know there's truth in that. Mm-hmm. But when you're living it, yeah. when when things are radically different and how yeah. you see or understand yourself or the world, you really get. That and that is the opportunity for healing, yeah. healing old wounds, healing old ideas, healing old concepts, and just really being present to this now moment. Hmm. It's really incredible. It is, and I'm sure you had that with your knee. That everything was different. It was. Mm-hmm. Everything was different, and you know, and then you start noting. Well, I can sit here and be miserable <laughs> at all the things I can't do, <laughs> oh, or you know, and I have two kids at home, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden. I got to hang out with them when they were playing Xbox. Yes. You know, their games. And I got to, you know, just take time and, and it slowed me down. I also got to receive help Amazing. from people. And that, you know, like to to just be willing to, yeah, to I need a hand. Yes. Yeah, and just to be in that and to not be upset. And everyone's going to walk a little more slowly with me. And, I, you know, I can feel bad about it or, you know, nobody else is worried. Everyone's just willing to. Slow the pace, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, and to just open to gratitude for that, you know, which exactly. is like not the same as being grateful that I was injured. Right. But being grateful for what it brought to me. That's that, exactly That awareness it. and the opportunity to just bask in appreciation and gratitude for what is always, it's always there. But but to really have, be taking the time to notice that and experience it. Then as I'm feeling better and moving faster I can still ah 
but all of this goodness and this help is always here. It I just is. can open to it without. Well, and you're different mm-hmm. because you've not just known it in your head, but you've allowed it. Yeah. And you've experienced it. Yeah. So there's a, a deeper um, authentic knowing mm-hmm. rather than I trust that that's true. I trust mm-hmm. I have help. I trust I have support. I trust I would be okay with slowing down. Now that I'm living it, you get out of that mental realm mm-hmm. and you move into knowing. Yeah. And your heart opens. Yes. Right? Yes. And the connection. <laughs> yeah. Connection. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking when you were talking about that, um, what people say mm-hmm. to you. You know, when I found out that when you had the experience with the, your white blood cell count being mm-hmm. too low to have the chemo, that, that round three. Yeah. You know, my first thought, of course, was like, nah, you know. <laughs> and But I'll tell you what, immediately it was like, that means it's working, right? This is what's supposed to happen. Right. Like in a chemo treatment. Exactly. It is supposed to, you know, your, your cells are supposed to respond in this way, which is a depletion. Right. Which is what, that's the goal, you know. And so like immediately I was like, oh, this is in a really weird way, yeah. a sign that it's yes. going well, you know, exactly. and it's like, and how do you even like reconcile that? I can't, you know, can't really say that. Well, that's great news, Myra. <laughs> you I know. know. You're white, so most, you know, I mean, but also, you know, I, to, to really be in that flow and then like, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the journey. Mm-hmm. And of course we pace it, you know, you set the pace at every two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you move and, you know, ebb and flow. Exactly. And that's that's something else. It's about living in that moment of everything changed. So my whole schedule had mm-hmm. to shift. Yeah. And my schedule was planned for 12 weeks, which is really 24 weeks. And now here we are. We're just getting rolling. And now we're shifting all of that. Yeah. And I love what you said because it shows that, you know, the chemo is working. It's mm-hmm. killing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's knocking yeah. it all out. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, I was... Um, it was really amazing because my friend Evan took me to that chemo treatment, and he planned to be with me that whole day. And so when the doctor came back and she said, um, your your white blood count is way too low. Mm-hmm. In fact, what she said to me was, if we gave it to you, you would be hospitalized, and it could almost kill you. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, and I, I, I didn't get to your awareness saying, wow, it's really working. Mm-hmm. Let's have a party. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite there. But when she said, if we would give you the chemo today, for sure you would end up in the hospital, and it could almost kill you, I was grateful for that understanding mm-hmm. and I thought as much as it's working I I, I do love life right right <laughs> and I do want to be here yeah. if I if I have a choice be mm-hmm. here not be here mm-hmm. I choose be here yeah. I choose be here and the other thing that was healing you know and I want to say this about these chemo things is that I have 12 treatments and I have had so many people offer to bring me to chemo, I mean, more mm-hmm. than I can even say. And I have a variety of people, including you, my yes, dear friend, yes. who will be taking me. Mm-hmm. And I am going to treasure the time and the gift of love and care and sacredness with all of that. And so on that third treatment day, I went with my friend Evan, and we just laughed, mm. and we laughed, and we blessed everything, and we just, we were silly. We were so mm. loud, I really thought they were going to kick <laughs> us out of some of the reception mm. rooms. We were, we were just carrying on like fools. <laughs> and, and that joy, when I think of what happened that day, mm-hmm. 
the love between my friend Evan and yeah. I and the joy and his taking a day off work just to care for me. I mean, it kind of moves yeah. me to tears, yeah. you know. Yeah. It chokes me up because um, had this experience not happened, I wouldn't be having that mm-hmm. experience of I know people love me and I know I have those bonds, but there is nothing like that experience. And it would have been so easy for me to say, don't you worry, my family's got this, my daughter's got this, not a problem, I don't, you know. But there was an inner knowing to say, allow love in. Mm -hmm. Allow love in from a variety of sources, of people you love, and really treasure it. And so even though the outcome was not what I expected, there were some mighty gifts in just that time. It was amazing. And so part of the reason we're pre-recording today, usually when we be yes. live, is because tomorrow will be round four, right? Game it will four. be, yeah. And um, be. so this, too, isn't that, you know, <laughs> like everything kind of had to shift, yes, you know, exactly. and stay in that. And and so it's just been this sort of like we're just not going to make a plan for anything and expect <laughs> it to, you know. It's I mean, not just, solid. Because nothing solid with uh-uh. it. And yet you're just carrying this exuberance, this joy, this zeal, oh you know, with you through all of it. And that's just so inspiring. It really um, surprises me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, I, I, It really does. And I notice that when I'm focused on my deeper source, I, I had a funny experience about a week or two ago. I had a family come in for a healing blessing for a young person who was just about to have surgery the next day. And so I, I did a healing prayer, and it was a lengthy prayer. And it was really rich, and it was loving, and it was expansive. And I remember thinking after, almost like I'm witnessing myself, right? Yeah. And I thought after, wow, that was really good. Meaning my thoughts weren't foggy. I didn't mispronounce words. I didn't get things confused. And it it just I just kind of go in a space. And I thought that was and I think I was a little bit relieved as much as joyful. Oh my gosh. But that's what happens is I feel that what this cancer does is it calls me almost into a portal Mm -hmm. of moving deeper. And so I either choose to go into the portal Uh and go deeper, or I can kind of flounder a bit out here and hope for the best. Either one's my choice. There you go. (laughs) It's your choice. So that's a perfect time for the break, and we'll come back, and we'll get deeper into that emotional stuff and and talk uh, more about Michael Brown's work, too. Oh, love it. All right. We'll be right back. welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. This is Reverend Jackie Fernandez back with Reverend Myra McFadden, and we were talking about healing and being present, what it means to be present on a healing journey. 
And, you know, one thing we've talked about is how healing happens on many different levels, every level of the, you know, body, heart, mind, soul, um, mind, body, spirit, however you want to characterize all the levels of our being, um, that when we are called to a healing experience, it's typically, if ever, not on just one plane, if you will. So let's talk about what it means in terms of healing. What's that next level? Or I don't mean next in, in terms of a tier in advance or anything, but what's the deeper you know, where does it go? What does it well, take Well, it happens us? on multiple levels, yeah. I think is what you're saying, you yeah. know. And um, I was thinking just in this moment about when I was a therapist and people would come in for emotional healing, mental healing. And so often uh, I would apply unity principles and unity mm-hmm. teachings on that level of transformation and on that level of loving yourself. And a lot of the things we believe were just natural. And they came out of me and people would often say, where do you go to church? Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then they'd say, are you a minister also? (laughs) Or and and there was one unity church in the city I live. So invariably, I couldn't say, well, you know, there's a church an hour north and there's a church an hour south. I'd say, well, there's a church about four miles away. And so then now in ministry, do people say, wow, were you a therapist? (laughs) They kind of do sometimes. (laughs) Or when they know that, they make appointments right away. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Which is okay with me. But what I often found is that people had Um, somatic issues Mm -hmm. as well as their emotional and if Mm -hmm. they were traumatic issues sometimes they had traumatic physical conditions Mm -hmm. and so when I bring that now back and it's wonderful to talk about other people because we're so comfortable there oh sure yeah (laughs) sure so I'm going to talk about me and so I have this physical healing happening right but at the same time um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm doing the presence process, Michael Brown's work. And, and so part of what that's about is living in present, uh, present moment awareness. And really, when you do that, it means that you start recognizing your old patterns and your old um, projections and your old reflections that unless we're truly conscious, we keep living out and we keep replaying things over and over and over again. And um, one of the most recent discoveries I had about myself was that I found that I have this thing which he calls emotional imprinting, Mm -hmm. which means that we've had um, perhaps a traumatic experience or something like that, and we make decisions about it, and it's deep in our soul, and and it carries a charge. It carries a reaction Mm -hmm. to it because it was traumatic and unhealed. And so... When something similar triggers that, we have the same feelings and we have maybe a high reactivity mm-hmm. and all of that. So, so yeah, that, well, and that sense that even just the term being triggered is like such like pop vernacular now, right. but it really does mean something. Like, it does. That's what you're talking about, like being triggered at a deep emotional level. And we feel it, yeah. you know, we feel it. It's almost like Ugh, inside, yeah. Yeah. like that. And so, part of the work that I'm open to, not only on the physical level of being present, I'm also being present to my emotions stuff. And I realized just recently that um, some of the things that trigger me and some of the things that get to me are things I've long forgotten. Mm. Um, Long, long, long forgotten. And I was recently made aware during one of my breathing experiences of a time when I was a child when I was abused as a kid, physically and sexually and emotionally abused, as my mother was physically abused um, as well. 
in a, in a really rough situation. And I was four, five, six, maybe even seven. I don't know how long it lasted. But it was a pretty tough time. Mm-hmm. And so when I had this memory of being in that situation, which I don't even think about really, uh, I just don't because, you know, having been a therapist, I did all that right. work many, right. many, many, many years ago mm-hmm. and felt good and all of that. I just didn't think about it. But being aware of an old an old memory and an old issue and an old feeling of being helpless and and feeling afraid opened me up to having compassion for that child mm. and at the same time when i opened up to that and recognized there was still more healing to be found i could sort of wrap my arms around that little Myra, yeah. you know, that four-year-old Myra who was so scared and so terrified and so helpless. And I could also realize that in this moment, if something comes up and it somehow on some level feels similar, I don't have to get so scared or so afraid or so helpless. And I also don't have to react and, and be, I don't know, I, I don't even know, but I don't have to be in reaction right. and be overwhelmed by the drama of reaction, but I can come to a place of getting it, mm-hmm. like getting it and feeling it and not pushing it away, not mentally making constraints and ideas and not right. putting affirmations on top of it, just being present. Yeah. And in that presence, the spirit that we all are, that loving compassion that we all are, that wisdom that we all are, that deep, deep understanding that is the truth of us, it just bubbled up. Mm-hmm. And I heard myself say from that place that today, today you're safe, today you're free, today you don't have to be afraid. I didn't consciously think that I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't think I felt confined and helpless. I didn't really think I was trapped. But those words of wisdom Mm -hmm. were coming from a real deep place and were healing something subconscious in me. I used to call them the cobwebs in the attic. Right. You know, it was healing the cobwebs in the attic of my being. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what this cancer experience on that physical level Mm -hmm. has opened me up to is the healing that is present for me on an emotional level and on a and on a mental level. So if we embrace it, you know, instead of just push right. it away or right. knock it out or we're not present, it'll show up again. And right. it'll keep showing up. Right. Well and that's how healing happens. Like you said, you know, you worked through that many years ago. Right. You know, and, and on a level that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but as you continue to evolve and, you know, deepen your spiritual path yeah. and that's true for all of us, then we we often revisit, you know, and we and then we experience healing at a deeper level, you know, to where we are like yeah. you know, first it was a, a sweeping of the floor mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, moving furniture around but and and then they're getting to the cobwebs you know in the dark corners and in the attics and the hard to reach places far-reaching places exactly that's really profound to um you know thank you for sharing that and you know to be a to be open to that because certainly that's not in your treatment plan with your oncologist. You know, certainly, she never she's mentioned. not like. Also, by the way, um, yeah, she always checks to see if between, I'm suicidal. Right. I don't know if there's she, anything about my face that makes that happen, but she checks every time. Sure. Are you safe in your home? Mm-hmm. And are you suicidal? 
So far, my answers have always been, yes, I'm safe in my home, and no, I'm not suicidal. Good. Good. So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. And and then, and in between all of that, yeah. you know, all of this other stuff, you know, coming out and coming forward. And, you know, do you think that, what do you think about the timing of that um, to be triggered, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, because I just imagine... <laughs> You're Let me just imagine. You have a good imagination. Also based on our conversation, but I just imagine that a lot of your energy is, mm-hmm. you know, is focusing on being present, you know, being, uh, you know, navigating all that's happening with you physically, which is different from day to day, mm-hmm. plus your family and your job, you know, and your yeah. church, which is, you know, is your church community, but a spiritual community. So it's, yeah. it's more than just a job, but also it's a job, you know, and it's so, a family, it's a and church it's family. A family. It's so a community. it's all of those elements of, mm-hmm. you know, the business aspect of it, mm-hmm. administration, plus that spiritual growth and being on this, you know, and then. And then, oh, by the way, we're also going to get these cobwebs, you know, out of your, you know, out of your, <laughs> out of your, so open. your deep childhood, you know, since yeah. you're so open. And I, you know, and, yeah. and that, that, yeah. I see, it seems like that's the, the key is that when you're open, yeah. that those things will come forward for, you know, you're calling forward your healing. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of bubble up on the surface. And, and, you know, what's so amazing is that, um, we have a gift that when we're open to healing, it's not about being in your head. It's really about being in your heart, but not in your emotional heart that feels sad or feels scared and, you know, is filled with emotions that it's reacting to, but your deeper heart, yeah, your deeper heart of true compassion, true understanding, true care. Uh, and so that is a place where healing can happen. If, if I were to tell somebody else that same thing, they, the first thing they would say is not what you said, Jackie. They mm-hmm. would say, oh, I'm so sorry that happened mm-hmm. to you. And, yeah. oh, I'm so, you know, and, and nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But that is on that human level. Mm-hmm. But when we go to a deeper level, what we recognize and celebrate is the liberation from the bondage of experiences we have mm-hmm. as human beings yeah. that are sometimes painful or sometimes imprinting in patterns that are difficult to overcome. Yeah. So it requires it requires not only um, a deeper place to come from to be present, because if we aren't, then I would just say, "Oh no, not that again!" and slam that right. door shut. Right. Slam it shut because I'm too. I'm I'm dealing with something else right now. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna get not gonna that even, away. Yeah. Not gonna open that. Oh, can of worms. I've already like, done that. Or I've already move done that yeah. out of here yes. right now. Yeah. You know. But instead, yeah. to say I'm open to where that healing can be. Yeah. And so what happens is I feel even lighter. Yeah. <laughs> I feel even lighter realizing on a deeper level that that really imprinted in my soul like really got way in there Mm -hmm. and it came up for light yes that is really amazing i mean you know i just want to run down the street and shout that out (laughs) it makes me so happy but i i have managed to hold back from doing that thank you jesus yes yes thank you (laughs) your neighbors thank you they do (laughs) you know and it's it's that in my experience has been the way of healing that 
you know, you think you're done with something or, or just, you know, and, and you are in mm-hmm. a way. That's true. It's yeah. not, not to take any levels, but there are levels and you come back mm-hmm. to like, oh, here you are again. Yes. You know, and at the first time it might be like, uh, you again. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then it becomes That's like funny. a familiar, you know, and, and you sort of lose the resistance, yes. you know, that resistance to it. But um, also, you know the deeper we get into mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a murkiness and a muddiness and, you know, and it's like a, a deeper honesty and mm-hmm. being present with the pain or, you know, whatever it has been, the trauma of something. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like in my experience, I have been able to be more fully present to it, which you feel it more deeply, yes. but which is not the same as being re-traumatized, you know, no. because you're feeling it from like you talked about that that wisdom place, that mm-hmm. like who I am and where I am now, and I can see and experience that memory um, from this uh, place of divine safety or divine love, divine wisdom, yes. all of that, and and then allow it to move through, and that is there's like this reckoning with with who we are, yeah, and all of the crap, I'll just say that, all yeah. of the crap that has been attached to that. Mm-hmm. And so when you sent me a text <laughs> and said, oh my gosh, I just had this amazing <laughs> awakening and awareness and, you know, and, you know, and, and trying to sell me on this presence process book, which you know, I brought today and I'm like, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm going to dive right into that. You know, that was hilarious. <laughs> so I said, like, yeah. I'm like, was this supposed to convince me to start the, you know, I, yeah. and it's, you know, and I hilarious. say that tongue in cheek because, oh. you know, because I know, and, and, and so of course I've kept it with me, you know, mm-hmm. and I have, uh-huh. I have started reading it, but also it's like, I know what's coming. I don't know oh. exactly what's coming, but I know <laughs> what it means to open up to healing and, and you just know you're going to be with that. And I know enough to know too, that there is an ease and a grace Absolutely. to that experience that, that you can't predict. And, and you just have to know in faith and trust that, that, that comes with it. I know from experience it does. It's so it's true. easier the next time. But still, you know, everything kind of, you know, I'm like, is that, is that a selling point, Myra? <laughs> I know you said that. I said, wow, I brought up this old, ancient, traumatic wound. Yes. And I feel really uh, amazed. And there's a new understanding. And then when you wrote back, wow, makes me really want to dive right in now. <laughs> yes. I understood that. But you know what's funny is that doing the presence process, I started thinking about it and I started doing it with a friend of mine we were talking about it probably about two months before I got my diagnosis wow so it's been Mm -hmm. calling me up and that's what spirit does yes you know and and Michael Brown talks about the presence Mm -hmm. the presence is intimate and it's always with you Mm -hmm. and so that was calling me up Mm -hmm. about you know two months before and I started talking about it and I like I said I didn't I did the last time, 2008, mm-hmm. but suddenly it's it's floating up in my thinking and my awareness. Yeah. And soon as you start moving into, can you be really present to this now moment in your heart, not in your head, not in your what you think you know, what you understand, but can you really be present and breathe into this and feel mm-hmm. it? That's the question. Mm -hmm. And so it already started before I even knew I had cancer. And so I knew that this healing on the emotional level was calling me just as profoundly as the healing on the physical level. 
That's amazing. Yeah. It is. And it's, you know, when you, like you talked about the lightness mm-hmm. of it, feeling lighter and, and the liberation, um, you know, when because when we're healing those old wounds, the deep, mm-hmm. dark, you know, the most traumatic, mm-hmm. it's, you know, being able to be with that. The trauma of it is when we leave it unhealed. Yes. You know, when we leave, you know, little Myra, little Jackie, and yeah. and they're still in the trauma, it's not entirely healed. And so when it's like there's an integration of self that happens. Yes. You know, and that, that trauma leaves and, and your your memory, your who you were at that time all becomes folded into who you are now. And that's like that's, I think, where the lightness comes from. Because otherwise, we're just carrying like these little pain bodies, these mm-hmm. little, you know, yep. try, and then they and they live literally in the body, or mm-hmm. you know, in the in the psyche and our emotional and personality, you know, experiences, mm-hmm. relationships, like all they, it comes out everywhere, you know, it maybe does. you know how we do or don't keep our homes, you know, like all of yeah, those things are habits. Do life or don't how we do life? life? Yeah, it shows up. It leaks out, is it what does. I used to always yes. say. It just leaks out, and you know. I have compassion for people that have physical pain, emotional pain, and in this world, we are taught to identify with that. Yeah. We're either victims or we're fighters, right. and, and we become victorious, as actually Michael Brown says that too. But but the world consciousness, the collective consciousness teaches us that, mm-hmm. and so many people choose to be victimized and fearful by whatever that circumstance condition is and they develop an identity around it for good or bad which is difficult mm-hmm. or they develop this idea that I'm going to fight everything and so they bring on challenges and they magnetize challenges to fight and overcome right. over and over and over and yet I know that for whatever reason that I was gifted with opportunities to develop a deeper understanding and I took those, I feel really blessed and grateful because I know that sometimes people don't have those opportunities in perhaps this now lifetime Mm -hmm. that they're experiencing. And so they kind of stay, I would say, maybe stuck Mm -hmm. in developing an identity and a practice of action, Mm -hmm. and it leaks out all over this unhealed. And you can feel it, that there's this unhealed energy that constantly leaks out. So, you know, I, having been that therapist and having lived a few years in my life, you know, I I can recognize when people are suffering from unhealed identity and trauma, and I see how they play that out, Mm -hmm. and it's hurtful to them sometimes, it's hurtful to others oftentimes, but I really feel like sometimes people don't know better, or they're not sometimes courageous when they have the opportunity to want better. Yeah. You know? So uh. I, I see that. Um, and my heart goes out to others when I feel that unhealed energy. And it helps me to not just react to the behavior or the drama, mm-hmm. you know, um, but not get sucked in in the ways that I might have or might not have. But I can see it differently. Because yeah. I see the healing right. that is needed, whether right. it's taken or not. Well, and I think that's the beautiful thing about our teachings, our unity teachings, mm-hmm. you know, that they really anchor that sense, you know, because like you're saying, if somebody in their life circumstance doesn't have it in them, 
or around them to yeah. to even just have an inkling of hope that something can be different mm-hmm. or um, that even a shift in perspective can make an entire universal change in that person's life, you know? Yes. Um, you know, we, we all need, like, some outside idea, that you know. Right. And so to have, like, our, our unity teachings that are rooted and anchored in that that divine presence yeah. in each of us and that we have the ability to create our lives, you know, our thoughts. And and then the the power of our spoken word and our prayers, you know, to move mm-hmm. to move towards that. It's like it gives it just clears a little opening, you know, for each of us to take in our own way mm-hmm. down that path to to shift, to make the shift. And I think for real healing, deeper healing to happen, I honestly believe that so often because the presence loves us, spirit loves us. Mm. I honestly believe that people on some level know. Oftentimes, maybe it's an experience, maybe it's a moment, maybe it's a conversation, maybe it's a prayer they just feel and don't even call it a prayer. But I feel that people oftentimes are given those opportunities. And because we become so familiar with what is and it's too scary to change, even for mm-hmm. good, or because we kind of like the payoff of being mm-hmm. whatever whatever unhealed mm-hmm. stuff is going on. Um, I feel, though, that because love abounds and because the Spirit of God is love, I feel that even though people don't always take that or they may not take that leap or they may not even know that leap is there, I'm thinking again about what I just said earlier, and I do, on a deeper level, believe that spirit gives us those moments. Yeah. And I do believe we make choices. It might not be the big leap off the mountain, you know. Right. And will I fly or will I drown? Right. But it might be that little jump, mm-hmm. and will I be willing to take that? Mm-hmm. And I think that that sometimes is painful when we say no or we get stubborn and say, no, I'm not changing. Right. You know, but I think it can be painful because somewhere in our soul, you know, we all have that divinity and we all know, we all know truth. Mm -hmm. And when we resist our healing of our, because of our own choice, there is a part of us that has to know that. I could choose truth. Or I could choose fear. I could choose truth. Or I could choose ego. I could choose. I could choose love. Or I could choose self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. I make a choice, and somewhere inside, there's that voice that is honest with us, and says, "What did you choose?" It doesn't judge, but it says, "What did you choose?" Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, choice mm-hmm. and liberation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love how this has come kind of full circle around. <laughs> That was beautiful, you know, and for not being scripted. <laughs> I know, we're good. You, we're, we're, I mean, we're pretty we, not bad. We can talk forever, Jackie. We can. I, and we won't. We won't just. At least not to, today. Not today. Okay. But, <laughs> but, you know, but I know that your heart and mine are in regular in conversation. Yes, yeah. and always in conversation, yep. which I love. And I do, too. This just has been so beautiful, and I I truly hope, and I actually feel like I know that um, there will be listeners who who experience, you know, profound shift in their hearts, you know, with this conversation. And because what that's the point, right? That's the point of it all. It's not to, um, you know, this is the way, this is the right way, but it's to like (laughs) this, this is the way of the heart. And, Mm -hmm. and there is a way for each of us to, to 
to to leap in, whether it's a small little tiptoe, yeah. and you know that spirit is there. Spirit has paved the way for us, and we just exactly. move forward. Yeah, take up our mats. We are yeah. so loved that even that little tiptoe that was never taken before mm-hmm. is a huge step. It is. You know? And I, 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 my prayer, my hope for people is that on an individual level, that wherever that healing is calling up, wherever it's bubbling up, my prayer is that, that we, we listen inside and we hear where that, where that healing is calling us. And that, that that everyone in their own personal, private way will take that tiptoe or that step or that little leap or that big leap, the whatever big it takes. Yeah. Because it's not only for us individually, mm. but it's for us collectively. It is. And like just I know this cancer journey is not just about me. Yeah. It's for my community on a larger level. And hopefully it will inspire people in the unity movement on a different level about authenticity. Mm-hmm. In the same way healing our old stuff, yeah. when we become freer, it's not just for us personally, but it frees people around us and it changes who we are. Yes. And it changes the world. I mean, literally. Yeah, it is contagious, right? Like exactly. we talk about disease being contagious, but mm-hmm. but healing is contagious. Absolutely. And that healing journey and that being open and that, yeah. you know, the joy and, you know, the liberation that you're experiencing, oh, that is just, that's, we can't help if we want to catch that, yeah, you know, because yeah. we are all connected and I can feel it in me and it, and it shows up in me in a different place than for you, but it's still in essence mm-hmm. the same thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, that's what I mean. It's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. Yeah. And to make the choice to lean into that, you know, Absolutely. as opposed to like, and, you know, this is I scary. Can't. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, all those things like oh, instead yeah. just to lean into it and to, to be in that flow yeah. of healing and and to trust that God's got this. God does. Yeah. God's got this. That's what I know. Oh, thank you so much, Myra. Oh, my oh. pleasure. You know that. It's yes. my pleasure to be with you. Our time's up. But next week, I'll have Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. And we'll be talking about, we'll take the, the healing conversation to relationships and talk about Ooh. the seven keys to healthy, happy relationships. Oh, I'm going to be listening. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Call in. I All right. Thank and you. we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tollison. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.